We're talking about developing spiritual strength. And uh, tonight, specifically, we've, we've, well, the last couple weeks, we've been talking about the hardened heart, how to keep your heart soft. This is a huge area. I haven't got everything out in that yet, but we're probably going to come back to that as the Lord leads. Tonight, I specifically want to talk to you about a subject that's massively important on developing spiritual strength. It's a foundational piece of your Christian life, and we're going to talk about the significance and the power of your words. It is so all you have to do to speak contrary to what God said is nothing, right? If you'll notice in your life, if you take your eyes off Jesus, which means taking your eyes and focus off who he is, what his word says, who you are in him, you take your eyes off of that and all of a sudden, you will start speaking out of your flesh, okay? So you will become, you'll become a judge. Man, you don't have to go to law school to become a judge. All you got to do is just not keep your focus on the word of God because your flesh will not only judge you, okay, and judge you in, in things that feel and seem right, but they're contrary to the word of God, but you'll start judging everybody else. If you ever start thinking about and, and kind of watching your speech, you'll, you'll start talking about a lot of things that you really have no proof if they're true or not. You'll start thinking about, well, this person this person may be doing this or that might be this and 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 it's all it's all smoke and mirrors and it gets very confusing and we have to bring this back because the bible is real clear and we're going to look at this tonight the 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 word confession is the greek word homo logeo it literally means to say the same thing to a Christian, we are to say what God says. Period. Right? So if you lose your focus, you will you'll start saying other things. Now, confession is a law. So we have natural laws like gravity, right? But we have spiritual laws, and confession is one of those spiritual laws. And here, here is the reality of how important your words are. God says, I will watch over my word to perform it in your life. And I will deal with you, you and I, as, as his kids, will deal with you based on your words and my words. God says things like this. Whatever you say in my ear, that's what I'm going to allow in your life. He says things like this. The way that you judge is the way you will be judged. 
be really careful talking about the motives of other people. Okay? Because you could have somebody that just completely treated you wrong, but you're still not their judge. The judge is coming back, right? And, and you don't know because that person could have changed since the last time they did something against you, right? So God says, literally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow in your life what you, what you say. And then you go even into the New Testament one of the greatest passages of scripture on the operation of faith, it talks about the saying part of it is God says you will have what you say. Okay? So let's talk about this because the reason why we're talking about this is God wants you to sift your words through his word. Because in order to walk by faith, you, your heart, which is, when I say heart, your heart, your mind, must believe that what you're saying is true. And here's what Satan tries to do. He tries to get you talking a bunch of nonsense because it's impossible to all of a sudden be talking a bunch of nonsense and then go, oh, Father, I thank you that it, your word says I'm healed and I just believe I've received my healing. Your heart and your mind's going, Whoa, whoa, time out. I don't believe that. Because you've been speaking all this other stuff. So, so we, need, we need the Lord to help us. And guess what? He has. Amen. He's given us his word. And if that's not enough, he took up residency in the person of the Holy Spirit. He is helper, right? He is our helper. Capital H, capital E, right? Capital L-P-E-R. He's all caps, right? See, we must believe God for revelation. We must believe God. Part of your walk of faith is I believe God all day every day for revelation here because this is my truth, my foundation, this is my bread. This is my life. This is what tells me where I'm at. It tells me where I'm going. It's what produces everything in my life. So I have to believe God all day, every day for utterance or for revelation. I also must believe God all day, every day for utterance. Lord, I'm believing you that in every situation of my life, that you're going to give me what to say Amen. to myself, to others that I come in contact with, to talk about my situation. He wants to be that. You have to believe him. See, there's a big tendency to think that you know something because you've heard it many times. It does not mean that you know it, right? There's always more revelation. There's always more light to gain in Scripture. Ten million years from now, we're going to be getting a lot more out of this than we're getting today. 
next month, we're going to be getting more out of this than we got today. Because as you peer into the word of God, you go deeper in it. Those of you who've been around here, have you ever heard me say something that sounds similar? Yeah. Yeah, right? Chuck's over there laughing. He's been here the whole time, right? But yet, it's God's word, so it's always fresh. To be honest with you, the more you hear it, the more it thrills your heart, right? It's not just what you've heard. It's not even just what you know. It's what are you living? What are you doing? What are you practicing? What are you saying? This is huge. Very, very big in your life. So let's go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, we're going to look at verse 22. We're going to look at it from the standpoint. We're looking at this passage of scripture on faith from the standpoint of the significance and the power of your words. So look at this. This is, this is again, you guys know this. This is Jesus teaching probably the most concise teaching on the operation of faith that we have in the New Testament, right? Jesus answers and says to them, right? What happens? Like 24 hours earlier, Jesus cursed the fig tree. Now 24 hours later, Peter goes, oh my goodness, Lord, check that out. That fig tree you cursed is dried up from the root, and now Jesus doesn't just answer Peter, he answers them. He's answering them. So you could imagine, this is Jesus, and this is, this is the way the Holy Spirit works. When they said that to Jesus, Jesus was listening to them, but who was he really listening to? He was listening to the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, as, as you see over and over in the ministry of Jesus, Jesus knew their heart. So Peter said, hey, Lord, look at this tree. But all of them were talking about, check this out. I wonder how that happened. Because it says Jesus answered them. I mean, Peter didn't ask him a question. He said, Lord, look at that. The tree you cursed is withered from the root. But then he answers them. So this, these verses are going to answer all of his disciples' questions. How did that happen? You know, I mean, what's going on here? And then he said, have faith in God. See, one thing about your Father, one thing about the mighty Holy Spirit, one thing about Jesus is God will always tell us how to apply what he said in our lives. He'll, the word of God will tell you to do something and then it will tell you, or it'll say something, then it will tell you how to apply it. So Jesus says, have faith in God, or you could translate it, have the God kind of faith, have the faith that God has. And then in verse 23 and 24, he's going to tell you how to apply that, how to walk that out, okay? We are to live and walk by faith. So he, now verse, verse 23 in 24 is going to tell us how. See, we apply verse 22 by believing God's word in our hearts. 
and speaking God's word out of our mouth. How we have the faith in God, how we operate in the faith of God, how we have the God kind of faith is, we're going to learn, we have to believe God's word in our heart, not and, or, or not or, but and, speak it out of our mouth. What's more important? You can't answer that question. They're both important, right? So let's look at this. Here's what we got to be careful for. We, you know, in our circles, we look at these things. Have you ever been out there talking to somebody, talking to a Christian, and you say something about, you know, the faith of God, and they kind of like, are like, what? Or you're like the authority of the believer, they're like, what? And you're thinking to yourself, do they, have they ever heard any of this? And the answer many times is no. But then you get in our circles, and, and the only difference many times is we know how to quote all the scriptures, but we're still not walking in any of them. Right? Because sometimes we despise the word of God. Now you might sit here and go, wow, time out. I don't despise his word. Well, let me give you the definition of what it means to despise the word of God. To despise something in God's word means that you fail to appreciate it. Okay? It means that you make light of it. It means that you make little of it. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know that. Jesus could do no mighty works in his own hometown because they, they treated him as common. That's what they, they just despised him. They're like, this is just the carpenter's son. I got a piece of furniture made by that, his dad or something, right? I don't think that's true. I think Joseph was a way beyond that. But anyway, we can't despise anything in the word of God. Why am I saying this? Because the person who despises confession is the person who thinks their words are insignificant. That, that, now, that, I hope that's kind of like, whoa, because your words are not insignificant. Your words will determine whether you walk out God's plan for your life or not. Your words will determine whether or not you grow up in him. Your words will determine whether or not you're led by the Spirit of God, what you have, everything. So we don't want to despise the Word of God in relation to confession. Your words are very important, right? So let's look at this. Verse 23. For verily I say it unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he will have whatsoever he saith. The key here is you, gotta, you can't doubt in your heart what you're saying. So in other words, you have to get used to your words coming to pass. You have to, see, you have to expect that. If you say what God says, you'll have what he said, right? So this verse is not talking about prayer. We need to distinguish between praying and saying, 
Okay, as you look at this, you got to distinguish that. See, in other words, if the word tells you to say something, then don't pray it. If the word says to pray something, right, well, obviously you got to say it to pray it. But it's talking about two different things here. So we want to separate these things. See, we got to stand up in our life. We have to use the authority in the name of Jesus that we've been given and speak to the mountain. See, a lot of people are praying about stuff they need to be talking to. Right? This is talking about us speaking against the problem. See, Jesus in this passage is dealing, is teaching us how to deal with everything. Every unfruitful situation, every unfruitful circumstance in our life, he is literally teaching us how to deal with any kind of lack in our life. You speak to it. If there's anything blocking you, if there's anything not from God that's blocking you, sickness, disease, pain, poverty, lack, depression, anxiety, fear, you speak to it. Right? This is so important. This passage is actually talking to us about understanding the significance of our words. Verse 23, that is just screaming of the significance and power of your words. You will have whatsoever you say. That makes some Christians mad. Hey, don't get mad at me. God said, get mad at him. Good luck with that. I didn't say that. He said that. And it's forever settled. Well, I don't believe it. Well, okay. It, that, that doesn't matter. You could step off this building and not believe, you, not believe in gravity. Just let us know ahead of time. And, you know, we got some medical people that'll help you until the ambulance comes, right? See, this passage is talking about us believing our words. It's talking about the effectiveness of what we say. Why? Because we have got to believe what we say. And this is why, as I said earlier, Satan loves to get you talking about things that you really don't know. Right? Go to a restaurant tomorrow. Go after church tonight. And just sit there and listen to what people say. Everybody's talking about everybody. And Satan loves it. Right? And we can't look at the unsaved people and get down on them and laugh at them and go, well, that's just ridiculous. No, go, go after church on a Sunday. Listen to what the Christians are saying. Right? We must believe what we say. This is why I hope, I hope that the Spirit of God starts stirring you to watch your mouth, to watch what you're saying. I'm telling you, it's crazy. If you think you're not talking right, you've got to take that about 10 to 20 times to really know how you're talking. Because people think, well, I, I talk pretty good. Right? We just, we just don't know because you're, not, you're actually not consciously thinking about what you're saying. Because you don't realize that, you know, God, he doesn't talk to just communicate. He is talking to put spiritual law in motion. Yeah. 
And that's the way we're to do as his kids. You cannot be a liar, right, and be a person of faith. Why? Because you won't believe what you say. Right? You cannot be a person who throws your words around lightly and be a person of faith. Yeah, but I'm just being real. Well, okay, that, yeah, you are. But finish the sentence. You're being real carnal. That word means flesh ruled. I mean, isn't, is it okay to be honest? Because the stakes are way too high, right? Don't you want all your brothers and sisters, and starting with us, starting with you, to finish strong and have everything in their life that God wants? Saying what you don't mean or what you don't believe, it's, it'll hurt you, right? Walking around as a Christian and going, I just, you know, I just, I just wish God would talk to me because I just never hear the voice of God. Pastor, I know you talk about how God talks to you, but... He doesn't talk to me because, well, I know why. Because you're saying that. What? 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 No, 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 no. No, I, I, I really don't mean that. D- doesn't matter. Do you know your back is, my back is killing me. I'm, my, my back is just killing me. Well, I don't really mean that. Do you know all those principalities and powers that are, set against you, they go, we don't care. Because by your words, you'll be justified. You'll be pardoned and set free. And by your words, you'll be taken captive. Yeah, but I really didn't mean that. Oh, it doesn't matter. That's how powerful words are. Right? So we got to watch this. You cannot talk junk all day and then instantly change to believing what you say. You guys know I love you, right? Right? This is not the sermon that I really had planned on, but it's been thrilling me kind of all day as it's run around, and I I really, you know, it it wasn't until this afternoon that I started putting it on paper because I was kind of hoping that God would change some things, but, you know, but this is good. This is so life-giving. See, if you talk junk all day, you're not going to be able to make that change and believe what you're saying because your heart won't believe it. Right? Man, I've got this thing coming up and I'm just not prepared for it. I'm just not prepared. I just, I don't think I can do this. Okay, step number one, let's get some duct tape. And just put that over your mouth. It would be better for you to just sit there and be quietly worried. But maybe we can get you to the point where we could take the duct tape off and you could start speaking what God says. If, have you ever noticed when you speak what God says? Doesn't your mind just go, oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. No, you're, you, your mind's going, liar! Right? No, you know that. That's not, you know you don't believe that. No, no, I do believe that. Right? Do you know you could talk your way out of death and into life? 
And if you say God's word long enough, because see, his words are spirit and they are life. And if you speak them long enough, that's how come don't read your Bible silently. Well, let's just pray. Have you ever done this? Let's just pray. No, you got to talk. Do you know that your mind will shut up and listen to what your mouth is saying? And do you know that you're created? Everything about who you are believes every word that God speaks. It's just your flesh that doesn't. So in reality, if you're born again, you're 99.9% there, right there. You just have to just do, you have to take the last step and just go, okay, I might not even understand this, whatever, but the word says it, so I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to be willing and obedient. God says, that's all I need, right? I love this. If we want our words to be powerful, if we want our words to be life-changing, we have to take our words more seriously. Okay? Now this is... Now for everyone here who's a parent, right now, remember, there's no guilt, shame, and condemnation to those that be in Christ. But also, know this, that Satan wants to use you to hurt your children by speaking death over them. Right? And, and has, has any of your children ever got on your nerves before? Oh, just a little bit? On that last nerve, right? Right? You, got, you, you need God's help, don't you? Because they're a clean, they're a clean slate, and you know they're going to live forever somewhere. They're either going to live forever in the presence of God, or they're going to live forever in the lake of fire. But they're going to live forever. And they're a clean slate. So we got to watch it. Yeah, but they just don't listen. Yeah, but they just, you don't understand, Pastor. They just don't listen. They don't listen. Shut up. You want your kids to listen? Then start walking around going, my kids listen. Right? You want your dog to be good? <laughs> now here I am meddling on myself, right? Say lie. I don't even need to explain any of that. <laughs> what am I saying here? We must be more selective of what we say and what we pray in order to be effective. We have to be more selective to be more effective. Okay? Very important. It really hurts your ability to get, in, get and operate in faith when you're saying things and you're praying things that don't come to pass. Well, but you know, I'm praying. Father, I just believe I received my healing. That's awesome. You did that once. And then 900 times, you talk to everybody about all the hurting and all this and that, and you got, right? No, no, you got to arrest yourself. 
and speak the word of God. Doesn't mean lie, right? Remember, faith doesn't call things which are as though they're not, right? Hey, man, I heard you got your knee's been hurting. How's it feeling? Well, brother, why don't we change that question to how am I believing? Because I believe I've received my healing in my knee, right? And all the pain that's there now has to leave. It has no legal right in my body. And actually, the healing power of God is working, and it's affecting a cure in my knee to make it better. Right? See, you will get to a place if you speak junk, if you lie, if you just say anything, you'll get to a place where you never ever expect your words or your prayers to come to pass. Now let me help you whenever people ask you to pray for them. Don't wait 10 minutes. Oh yeah, you know, I'll pray for you. Because you'll forget. Just do it right then. I mean, if they got to go, hang up the phone and pray for them. Right? I mean, all of these things, we have to, this is very, very serious. We live on a word planet. This whole thing was created by words. Words govern it. Right? So this is why we're teaching on these things. Many times... Many times, you're going to have to meditate and ponder God's word in your heart for days before you ever speak or pray. Don't be quick to go pray, right? Hey, I was just diagnosed with stage four cancer, you know, and uh, I'm just going to pray. Now, you know, why don't you just hold on a second and why don't you get in the word, and start feeding on the word until the word gets so big in you that now you're speaking to that cancer and you're praying, right? Cancer, I speak to you. I command you to leave my body in the name of Jesus. Satan, I bind you. I shut you down for it is written. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Jesus bore it so I don't have to. Now, Father, now I'm in Mark eleven twenty four. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, it is written. It, you sent your word and healed me. Jesus himself bore this so I don't have to. So right now, Father, I believe I receive my healing. Right? And then what do you do after that? Every time you think about it, Father, I thank you. It is written. It is written. It is written. I'm healed. I refuse to believe anything else. See, don't be too quick to just speak or pray. Because if you've been going 900 miles an hour this way with your tongue speaking all this junk, we need to take some time to turn that thing around. Right? Yeah, but the doctor said, man, I could die. Okay, so here's a good scripture. Just start saying this. I will not die, but I will live and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. Right? See, as you do this, as you meditate and you ponder in God's word until it gets so big on the inside of you, now you're speaking. You're speaking out what's exploding in you. Right? Right? Now it's going to add value to your words. 
This will cause you never to back off from your sayings or your prayings. Why do people back off? You know, they believe God. Okay, I believe God. You're in church. We're around. I mean, isn't it a great atmosphere in here? All you people are hungry for God. So you're here and you're like, yeah, God's word is true. But I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about on your bed at three in the morning. Or Friday afternoon when everything went bad. Thursday morning, all day, all night, Friday, right? Now what's going to happen? This is why you got to get the word. You speak out what's, your, what's exploding in you. That's why we're teaching on this. God, this is why the Lord prompts me with this stuff. He's helping us. Things will start coming to pass, and this will encourage you. God's answer is always yes to everything he's spoken in his word. And it's time that we start laying hold of everything. Keep a journal. This is what, I'm, this is what I believed God for, right? This is what God's word says about it. And I'm putting the dates down when it's fulfilled. And I, and I refuse to have 99 out of 100. I will have a hundred out of a hundred, because he is faithful, Amen. right? This is faith. This is how you walk by faith. Hallelujah. You'll develop faith in God's words, which will cause you to develop faith in your words. Don't try to, don't try to fix your speech on your own. No, 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 no. We're talking about, remember, the word is what does it. So get the word, focus and meditate on pondering this. Ask the Lord to help you. When you say something wrong, contrary to the word of God, stop yourself and say, whoa, wait a minute. The Bible says, as a righteous person in Isaiah 54, it says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. And it says, every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you'll condemn it. Do you know the number one person, the number one tongue that condemns you? You. Right? I mean, maybe former President Trump might have more people condemning him than himself because he's in the limelight, but none of us know that many people. Right? Everybody just got political. No, don't get political. This is not a Trump rally. This is a Jesus rally, right? But in your life, you condemn that tongue. Father, I said that. I don't believe that. This is what I believe. It is written. Right? And, and guess what happens? You can condemn. Do you realize they're now proving that every word that has ever been spoken they're, they're, they're now trying to create a way to go back and capture it because it's never gone away. But there are words that can be disintegrated. It's called Isaiah 54. When a tongue rises against you in judgment, you can condemn that word. My back is killing me. No, my back is not killing me. My back is healed. Right? And so, and I'm telling you, it'll obliterate that word. 
This will help you walk in love towards everybody. Because people gossip and judging you, who cares? Just love them. They can't hurt you. Unless you get carnal and get bitter, right? But not, not if you walk in love. You ready for verse 24? We need to go a little faster, guys, okay? No, I'm just teasing. Mark eleven twenty four. I think we're going right at the right speed. So we talked about the saying. Now let's talk about, this is talking about faith to receive. This is talking about praying. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. So in other words, what things soever you desire, this, mean, this Greek word, you guys know it, right? The Greek word aito. Whatever things you call for, require, or make a demand for, when you pray, you believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So whatever I'm believing God for, I believe that I receive it. So this is in the unseen realm. That is my answer. That's my healing. That's the finances. Whatever it is, I reach out and, Father, your word says this right now. Father, I'm calling for my healing. I'm making a demand for I require healing in my knee because it's got some pain, it's got some inflammation, it's got, right, or whatever. It's not working right. So, Father, right now, I just believe I receive. What's happening is now your words are going into the unseen realm and you grab hold of it. You can't perceive it. Your senses can't perceive it. But you, I believe that I receive. And the Bible says, if you believe you receive, when you pray, you will have your knee will amend. Okay, that's what this is saying. When you pray about something, your future speech must be in agreement which, with what you prayed. Isn't that deep? Right? People undo their prayers with their mouth. But isn't it easy to do? Your body's hurting. You go to the doctor, the report got worse. You, you better trust this report because this report changes any natural report. Any MRI, any blood test, this one changes it. You know? Your saying must be consistent with your praying. So this is Mark 11 in a little different way, isn't it? Psalm 107, verse 2 is a wonderful scripture. Psalm 107, 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We are to walk around saying, Father, I thank you that I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Father, I thank you that my children will be mighty in the earth. They will be the head and not the tail. They will be above only and not beneath because I am redeemed. Father, I thank you that great will be the peace of my children and they will be taught of the Lord. Why? Because you've made me righteous. 
Father, I thank you that sickness and disease will not overtake me. I don't care if a thousand fall at my right hand, 10,000 at my left, it won't come near me because I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Do you know how to abide under the shadow of the Almighty? You keep saying it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let's keep going with this a little bit. Is it amazing that I've already been preaching for 40 minutes? That's the fastest 40 minutes, man. I'm telling you. Have we stepped into eternity yet? Wow. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It says this. Let us. Notice it. Notice how we're together again. To do this, we need each other. In other words, try to talk right while you hang out with all of your carnal Christian friends or all your unsafe friends that are speaking death all day. Good luck with that. Psalm 1-1 says it's impossible for you, to, for you to be blessed in that environment. Darn it, what do you mean? I gotta, I'm going to have to relook at everything. Yeah, you do if you want to walk in the life of God. Yeah. Don't you, what does that mean? Do I have to abandon my friends forever? Oh, no, don't abandon them. Just don't hang out with them. When you get strong enough, they'll probably end up being your fruit, but they can't be your fruit right now. Right? Well, how, well, how can I still be in their life? Pray for them. Pray. Ask God to send. Well, you know, I need to be in their life because I'm the only one that they know that's a Christian. Okay, well, pray for other laborers because you can't be that laborer right now. Because you hang out with them, you're going to take the same drugs, you're going to drink, you're going to be in, in the bed, you're going to do all kinds of stuff just like them. So you got to remove yourself a little bit. Yeah, but that's uncomfortable. Listen, you want to follow God? It is completely uncomfortable to your flesh. It's glorious to your life. Your spirit loves it. Listen, your flesh, your flesh is stupid. It has the nature of the enemy in it. I mean, it wants to do things that, that produce nothing but death. But here's the good news. Your flesh is never to rule you. When you got born again, God circumcised you. He cut your old dead spirit away from that flesh, threw it away, put a brand new spirit in you, and they're no longer connected. Now you can renew your mind with the word of God, which will develop your spirit. It'll renew your mind, and you could keep your body under and experience the joy of living like God lives. Fearless, free. Let us hold fast. That means to seize hold of something. The profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful that promised. In other words, God's saying, listen, if I said it, I will do it. I am faithful, so you gotta seize hold of saying what I say. This, it says, let us hold fast of the profession of our faith. That's the Greek word homo logeo. You gotta seize hold of, you have to make a one-time decision that you remake that decision every moment of every day of your life that I'm gonna seize hold of saying what God says. I'm not gonna say any of this other junk. 
right? And, and guess what? All of heaven is behind you to help you. And God, see, this is why you gotta be planted in a, in the, in a church where God has you. You can't get out of place. Yeah, but, but listen, if I go over here, you know, I mean, I, all these people are depending on me. Yeah, but, but you, need to, you need to have a revelation of something. You're not Jesus. Amen. And if you're not supposed to be there, then don't be there. Right? God will take care of that. Because if you try to be Jesus and get out of place, guess what? You'll be miserable. Because you're off the path. Things will be confusing. Right? So here's a big thing. Hold on to it. We must, in other words, humble ourselves to say the same thing that God says instead of speaking what we feel. That's not, right? Have you ever felt like saying something? Right? Something happens and you're just, see, when you walk like this, you're going to be like, oh, mm, mm, mm. just remember, after you leave here, just here's a statement that you all have to say, maybe multiple times. I love my pastor. I love my pastor. Right? That's a very important statement. See, the world system is going to constantly try to program you to speak based on what you're perceiving with your senses. Everything's designed that way. He wants you to speak based on your senses. I mean, how, how powerful are your emotions? Just, just go watch a movie. Go watch a Hallmark movie. Right? And, and here you are. You're tearing up. It's not real. And you know, oh wait, in 10 minutes, it's all going to work out. It all falls apart, and then 10 minutes later, it all works out. But you'll still get all emotional. Those emotions... But I'm telling you, there is no strength that comes inside of, of, of you like the strength from the Spirit of God, right? So important. So we got to humble ourselves to say what God's Word says. It, it's, a, it's an act of humility. The reality is what you look at, if you keep looking at it, you're going to start speaking about it and if you keep doing that, it'll become your source, your source of worry. It'll become the center of your life. It'll overwhelm you because here's one thing. You're to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, but our bodies are not made to handle stress. Stress will kill the human body. And we're not to be stressed about anything, right? To change your life, you got to change your words. You're never going to see anything in your life that's not coming out of your mouth. You're just not going to see it, right? So do you want to hear the voice of God? Start saying, man, I'm led by the Spirit of God. Well, well, well yeah, but, but how can I say that? Well, God said that. 
God said he healed you, so start saying that. Father, I thank you that I am the healed. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed, so sickness, you got to leave my body. I'm not trying to be successful. I was born successful. I'm not trying to get free from an addiction. I was born free. I'm already free. So now addiction, you got to go. Does that make sense? It might not make sense right away. That's why you keep meditating on it. And the light of the word of God, God's word is spirit and it's life. So here's how do you hold fast to the profession of your faith? Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 says this. It says, wherefore, holy brethren, Hebrews 3.1, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider, this Greek word literally means to fully observe, to discover, and to perceive the apostle and high priest of our profession, or Christ Jesus. What are we to do? We are to consider, we are to, com- to discover, to fully observe and perceive the apostle and high priest of our profession. That word profession is the Greek word, the high priest of our homo logeo. He's the high priest of saying what he says. Who is it? It's Christ the anointed one and his anointing, Christ Jesus. My apostle and my, how, what, what does it mean to consider him? You have to discover something about him. You have to fully observe. You have to perceive something about him. You know what it is? Here's one big thing. My apostle and high priest, Christ Jesus, watches over his word to perform it. You have, to, you have to fully observe that. You have to know if he said it and you're willing to get it in your heart and speak it out of your mouth, he will perform it. Always. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12, an Old Testament scripture, which really brings clarity to this. It says it this way. It's saying the same thing here. Then said the Lord unto me, you have well seen, for I will hasten. That, that, that Hebrew word means watch over my word to perform it. Well, how does God see his word? He sees it come out of your heart and then come out of your mouth. And when he sees both of those things, then he could go to work. You have to release your faith by speaking it. You believe it in your heart and you speak it with, out of your mouth and you have to fully observe Jesus Christ because he will watch over it and perform it. In other words, God has obligated himself to bring to pass what we believe and speak in agreement to what he has said. He's obligated himself to do it. And man, he's bigger than anything. He can change everything in a moment. You know, we just had Joe Morris here talking about end time prophecy a little bit, right? Do you know 
at the battle of Armageddon, at the second coming of Christ? Do, do you know there's one thing? The Bible says this war, I've seen the Valley of Megiddo. It says that blood will be like four and a half feet deep in the whole valley. This, this war where the armies of the earth are going to come to stop God. There's one thing that's completely absent from, from that interaction. And that is any struggle by God. There's no struggle. It says that he slays all of them instantly with the words of his mouth. Then Satan's led out of the thousand, he's led out of the, of the abyss. First of all, he's thrown there by like a little angel in training, binds him, throws him down there, right? He's down there for a thousand years. Then God lets him out. He goes around the world and all these people, they will literally are going to come against God once again. And then it says the Father just speaks. There's no sweat. You know, we're coming back with Jesus in the second coming. Do you know, it says we wear white linen. You know what that means? We're going to be riding a horse, but we're not going to be fighting. There's no guns, there's no swords, there's no nothing. No, no, he, he's the man. Jesus is like, I got this. Read, the, read, read Joshua. You know, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Have you ever heard that in children's church? Guess what? Joshua didn't fight the battle. Read Joshua. Jesus fought that battle. Right? It was real easy for him. Earth open, walls go down, have at it. Right? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. You guys doing okay? Man, I love you guys so much. See, I just see, as you just see the hunger level. Guys, we are going to see a move of God. You're going to see it in your personal life that's going to change everything. 2 Corinthians, man, it makes me weep. Some of the things I've seen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says this. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Amen. That's the spirit of faith. So I want to close with this tonight. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 15. Look at verse 13. Pull that up on the screen. I want you to see something. It says here, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Why? That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Joy and and peace in believing. Believers are to be joyful. Believers are to be peaceful. Believers are to be victorious. If you're in faith, everybody can tell because you're full of joy and you're full of peace. Because why? Because you believe God. Amen? Well, we're going to talk more about this. Boy, I haven't even got started with this. 
But this will help all of us, won't it? Just know this, God loves you so much. And he will meet you right where you are. And he will help you revalue your words. And he'll teach you how to speak like he speaks. If you could have what you say, what's the desire of your heart? You'll never quit because you're like, listen, I really, God's leading me to do this. So what if you fail a few times? Right? Change your words and you'll change the failure into success because you could have what you say. Why? Because God will perform it. Amen?